five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the last episode of Board Gaming with Education for 2019. We're not going anywhere in 2020. And this is what this episode is all about. We're going to talk about 2019 and we're going to look ahead to 2020. Board Gaming with Education, a podcast for anyone curious about how games and education mix. We explore various topics like game-based learning, gamification, and board games, and the impacts they have on learning. Here's your host, Dustin Stats. So we're going to look at Board Gaming with Education, the podcast and the community, and we'll kind of what we did in 2019, and then look ahead to what we're going to do in 2020. We're also going to look at the larger games and education field and kind of see what happened in 2019 and what we hope for for 2020. And then finally, we'll look at some of the games we played in 2019 and look forward to some games for 2020. So I'm super excited to share with you and kind of thank you as a community for listening in and supporting Board Game with Education in the Facebook group and online and listening to us in different podcasting platforms, send, giving us feedback reviewing the show. It's been really awesome to get out there and do this show. We've been doing it for over a year now. In February, it will be year two. So we're going to look back at 2019. We're going to start off looking at Board Gaming with Education, so the podcast in general. So we've had a lot of fantastic guests on the show, and I know I've learned a lot from the guests that have came on, and I hope you have too. Uh, I would love to hear from you. What what were some of your favorite guests on the show this last year in 2019? Be sure to reach out to us. You can find us on Facebook. You can comment on this episode on Facebook, or we'll also post the episode on Twitter. So let us know what were some of your favorite episodes or some of your favorite guests. One new episode format we did this last year, which was a lot of fun. I think for me as a podcaster, it was a little bit, more relaxing to have just an open, more open discussion, still kind of focused on different topics, but at least not as uh, interview-based, but more discussion-based with the geek discussions. So it was also more open to the board gaming community in general. So we looked at just things around the board game hobby. Um, We kind of used our own perspective on education, being an educator in the board game hobby. Jay was from Cardboard East, and he does uh, Asian review games. He reviews Asian board games, and he was an English teacher at the time, and he kind of shared his perspective being an English teacher and a very big member of the board game hobby. And we also had Spencer on the show. He was the designer of the RPG Northern Realms, and it was really cool to have him on the show because he also owns Hooch, which was a or is a vegetarian place in Taiwan and Taipei and or vegan I guess so a vegan place in Taipei that was actually really really good food that's how I got to know Spencer as we went in to have some lunch once Grace and I and we got to know Spencer and it was really cool having Jay and Spencer on the show and talking about different topics related to the board game hobby so that was 
for the podcast, some things we did. Um, what was really, really awesome this last year, too, is we hit number one on several podcast charts. So we hit number one in different countries in Thailand, or sorry, in Thailand, Taiwan, uh, Singapore, Vietnam. So a lot of Asian countries, because that's where we were based in 2019. We were based in Taipei, Taiwan. Now we're in Los Angeles. So we did crack top 100 for the games category and podcasting in the U.S. I think we we got up to number 86, but we really hover between 100 and 200 for there. But now that we're in the States, we're hoping to really grow the community here, reach out to more board game hobby enthusiasts, more designers, more publishers, and educators as well. Definitely more educators. So we're excited to grow our community here in the States. So that was, I mean, that was probably one of our biggest accomplishments of last year is really climbing the podcast charts and we cannot do that without you so thank you again for listening in and writing reviews and reviewing our show that really helps us to help others find the show so if you're not familiar with how a lot of uh, podcast discovery works is the more people that listen to the show the more reviews the show receives the more often it's visible to potential podcast listeners. So thank you again for listening and reviewing the show. So that was 2019 for the podcast, but looking at Board Game with Education, the larger community of Board Game with Education, we ran some events in Taipei. That was really awesome. We did some events in Hooch, the vegan restaurant that Spencer owns. We did different language exchanges there, and that was a lot of fun. So we had Chinese and English for the most part. There were some Spanish speakers, I think, um, but it was really cool to get together and have a more relaxed environment for language learners to play some board games. Another major event for the Board Game with Education larger community was World's XP. So it was first born, the idea was first born last year in Grace's classroom. So we first developed World's XP and at the time it did not have a name. It was just called the Gamification Kit. And we used that in our classroom. We developed that. We sent it out to different play testers. We refined it. Um, unfortunately, we had to cancel the Kickstarter. So we will be back and we hope you can come back and support us again. We did almost raise a thousand dollars on the Kickstarter. So we are excited to expose World's XP to more educators in the upcoming year, but we'll talk about that more in a minute. But we're still looking at 2019. So another really major event was our move to Los Angeles. So in September of last year, we moved from Taipei to LA, and now we are in Los Angeles, and that's something we'll talk about in 2020. Another really great accomplishment with the board game with education community and it's been so awesome to see the support from our Facebook group. So we grew from under 200 members in 2019 to over a thousand. I think we're almost at 1100 right now. So that's about a hundred members a month, which is fantastic. That's really amazing. And oh man, it's so awesome seeing people engage in the group and supporting each other and asking questions and sharing resources. It's really, really something I enjoy looking through on the Facebook group. And one last thing, 2019, that I want to highlight is we attended our first stateside convention, which for me was 
Absolutely amazing. I loved the conventions in Taiwan, which we attended in 2019 as well. Those were a lot of fun too, and very tight knit community of board gamers and game designers in Taiwan and in Asia. But for me, I don't speak Chinese, so it is or was a little bit more of a struggle to kind of network and connect, or easier than it is here in the states. So when I did go to PAX Unplugged, it was a lot easier to connect. I could approach people. I can have a conversation very authentically, very easily. Something that was a bit of a challenge for me in Taiwan. But I again, I really loved the. The board game community in Taiwan, just not speaking the language, was one of those challenges that I had to kind of overcome when I was there, and it was a little bit more of a barrier to networking that I don't really have here in the states. So, moving on to some challenges we faced in 2019. So, one thing I did mention, World's XP, we had to cancel the funding, which. Actually, I'm I'm kind of really excited for because now I can share the prototype with other teachers, and if you are interested in testing World's XP in your learning environment, definitely reach out to me. We are happy to share the print and play with anyone who asks for it. The only thing we ask for in return is you provide us some feedback, negative or positive. That's all we ask. So if you are interested in the print and play prototype, reach out to us. We're happy to provide it to you. If you are a content creator, or you write blog posts, or you do some sort of content, we would love for you to reach out to us, and we can get you the physical kit to use in your classroom as well. And soon we will be deciding what to do with World's XP. It's definitely not going anywhere. We're just trying to decide if we want to go the print-on-demand route or relaunch it in Kickstarter in the summer. So, if you have any suggestions on what you would like to see, the future of World's XP, we'd be happy to hear from you. We will be sending out a survey soon, just a very basic survey on a couple questions, what, a couple multiple choice questions or other comments that you might want to provide to us about World's XP. So we're excited. I mean, it didn't fund. We canceled the project, but. We get to learn from what happened. We get to revamp. We get to retool, and we get to come back. I know we've heard a lot of great things about the product, and we know that it's something that can be very useful, very valuable to a lot of teachers. So we just need to figure out how to expose it to more educators. Another challenge that we were not the best at was staying consistent. So. We did have that big move from Taipei to LA, so we kind of, I think we had about two weeks off in season seven without episodes, and now towards the end we had about three weeks off without episodes. So we want to be more consistent in 2020. We are a one-man show, so it's it's a lot of me doing the behind-the-scenes work, but I do have a lot of support from my wife. She does a lot of help with game design and. Editing and proofreading and all sorts of things and a lot of support from you as a community. It's been great to hear from you and know that this podcast is something that you look forward to, as well as our guests. Our guests have been fantastic, meeting with us to record the interviews, providing information about themselves, and also sharing the podcast as well. So 
We are one man show, but we cannot do it without the support from you guys. So one thing we want to do in 2020 and we're going to try really hard is be consistent with our release schedule. We usually do it every week, but sometimes I need to take a break and take some time off or maybe there's a life event that kind of gets in the way like a big move. So what we are going to do in 2020, let's look forward to that. Let's look forward to 2020 now is be more consistent with our publishing schedule. So right now we're in the process of lining up interviews for season eight. So this is the last episode of season seven. So we will be back in early February with season eight. And we plan to have a backlog of episodes. That way, no matter what, we can release an episode once a week throughout season eight. So we're really looking forward to a lot of the great guests we have lined up for season eight. We have some board game publishers, some designers, some other educators, really excited. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to meet with a lot more people in person, which is really great for me. I love meeting people in person since now I'm in Los Angeles. I think there's a lot more people out here that are able to meet in person and talk about games and games and education. And that is something else we're super excited for, being in Los Angeles. So we're having our first family game night January 19th. So if you are in the Los Angeles area, definitely find our event on Facebook. We will be creating a website for future events very soon. And those will be events like different content-based tutoring sessions, different professional developments for teachers, and other just open play game nights. So we're excited to establish and grow community in Los Angeles. Super, super excited for that. We have a great space in the San Fernando Valley area, if you're familiar with Los Angeles, that we are able to use. So super excited for some upcoming events. A couple other things we're looking forward to in 2020 is the World's XP relaunch. And again, we're going to send out a survey very soon and ask for some feedback and we'll keep you updated about that. We are also going to update the website a little bit. So one thing we are planning for our 100th episode is to create a community space on our website. So the Facebook group is awesome and we really wanna bring that awesome support of a community onto our website to help create a space that's more easily accessible to those trying to find information about using games and education and also highlighting other members in the board gaming with education community like other guests that have been on the show or, or anyone in the facebook group already so creating the space on our website really gives others more access to great information great resources and great content and finally one thing we really want to start pushing a little bit more is our patreon Right now, we have a gaming educator's mug, and you can check it out by going to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash B-G-E games. So if you sign up to support our community for just one month, you will get this mug. So if you support our community, support Board Game with Education for just one month at $10, you will receive this really cool mug. It was designed by me. <laughs> it looks pretty cool, I think. I think I did a decent job on the design of the mug. And 
eventually we will be releasing game-based resources to our Patreon community. So if you are a Patreon member, you will have access to these game-based resources. So be sure to stay on the lookout for that and we'll keep you updated about our Patreon. Now let's look at the gaming, the larger gaming and education community. So some things that I noticed in 2019, now this is coming from my perspective, so I'd be happy to hear if some of these things were happening long before 2019, but some, some things I noticed that were more highlighted or more prominent in 2019 were some digital-based board games. So I know digital-based board games have been around for some time now, but it seems to me that more companies are pushing for more companies are pushing for educational digital-based board games. So maybe a company has a board game that is educational and they're looking to make it more digital-based or maybe it's a company that has created digital games and now they are looking at ways to create digital-based educational games. So I've kind of seen that become something that's been more prominent this last year. And again, this is maybe just from my perspective, maybe it's been happening longer well, I know it definitely has been happening longer, but maybe it's been more prominent before 2019. So I'd love to hear from you. What do you think? Is that something that's been pushed? Are you a teacher? Have you seen a lot of digital-based games that are something that you've considered using in your classroom? So I'd love to hear what you think. And I think this is a positive thing, though it does have a, some drawbacks, I guess. One positive to it, I, one thing that I've learned with World's XP is creating a physical board game can be expensive for a company, especially for maybe a small design company. And then getting those physical games to teachers in classrooms who might need more than one copy can be expensive as well. So the cost of a digital-based game is a lot less for a teacher and for maybe a company as well, I guess the long-term cost. I know there's uh, fees associated with uh, development and making sure the program or game continues to run smoothly. So I'm not uh, too familiar with the costs on creating a digital-based game. I am familiar with the cost of creating the physical games, and I know that can be expensive for the company if they're a newer company and also expensive for the teacher to bring multiple copies into the classroom. So digital-based games have that positive to them. And also it's easier accessible for students. You just maybe have to purchase the one copy or you purchase the classroom copy and then everyone in the class can have access to the game where again, you might need to purchase multiple copies of a game or or it's more difficult to set up each student with a different board or different cards, depending on the type of game. So I think the access to just getting up and started on a digital game is easier. One drawback that I, I've seen recently in or on Twitter or in different teaching communities is that tech can be burdensome for teachers and also you need to be able to understand how it's incorporated the right way. I think it's one thing we, we echo about using game-based learning or gamification in your classroom is what is the reason? Why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? What are the learning outcomes? Is it to build a community in your classroom? Is it to 
target these learning outcomes of your lesson. So it's really important to understand why you're bringing a digital-based game in your class or a technology into your classroom. What's, what is it doing for your learning environment? So it's not necessarily a con, but definitely something you should think about using digital-based board games or other games. I think that at least in my experience, I've seen a lot of newer ventures pop up, um, both in board game companies and just other content creators or journals. We've had some guests on our show talking about uh, the Ludic Language Pedagogy Journal, which is really cool. They're a journal about using game-based learning in language learning. Uh, so I think that there's been more exposure to using games or even tabletop games in education. So there's other board game companies popping up. There's a couple newer ones, at least newer this past year, that have kind of made a bigger splash that have also been on the podcast was Fort Circle Games. They are a historical-based board game company, or Engage Games is another science-based company. Amped Up Learning, they are a online resource for different games, and they also have their own history-based games. So really cool to see new companies popping up and designing games in the educational space. And now looking forward to 2020, I really, really hope we can continue to bridge that gap between game design and education. I think that there can be a stronger pedagogical-based approach to using modern board games in the classroom. I think there are a lot of, lot of great potential to use modern board games in class and or in learning environments. But one thing that needs to be considered is the approach from an educator or a teacher. So I think a lot of times that a game gets designed and there are some educational components to it, but implementing it practically in the classroom can be a challenge. And I hope that there can be a stronger push for understanding the outcomes and practicalities of using those games in class. I also hope we can bring more teachers that are unfamiliar with game design or unfamiliar with gaming mechanics and help them learn to adapt them to their learning environment. I think there's a lot of great potential there, um, especially with modern board game mechanics or more modern. Uh, one that I'm thinking of that I am currently in the process of developing and will be releasing very soon to anyone who backed the Kickstarter is a deck builder for review. So using the deck builder mechanic, board game mechanic, and using it as a review game. So instead of, like a lot of times, I know for myself growing up, playing review games in class, we would play Jeopardy. And we can look at the idea of how there are some issues with how that can be implemented with some students in a group, maybe one student just doesn't care, is not paying attention, or another team completely just gives up if they're way down in points. So there are some, I think, some drawbacks to using Jeopardy in class. And I see this deck builder review game as a way to incorporate and involve all students in the learning process and also make it a bit more exciting by tapping into things like pushing your luck and randomness. So really excited to bring that out. And if you back the Kickstarter, even for just a dollar, you'll have access to this. And again, be sure to look out for our Patreon. That's, this will be something available on our Patreon early next year. 
excited for that too. So excited to kind of expose these types of mechanics to other teachers that maybe are not very familiar with them. All right, so we're drawing to the end of the last episode of 2019. So I want to look at some games we played in 2019. So these are games that are at least new to me and maybe games that I played a lot of last year. And one game that I really enjoyed playing with some friends in Taiwan. So uh, that was Phil, Bilal, and Joseph. So if you're out there, we played a lot of Scythe and that was... That was an absolute blast. We had a lot of fun. We played probably 20 games of it, uh, maybe a little bit more last year, and we went through the Rise of Fenris campaign. So it was a lot of fun to play with them and really get to know one game instead of jumping from the next new game to the next new game to the next new game, but really getting to know how to play a game and learn the different deeper strategies to the game and also learn how different players play the game. So it was really cool to do that. Another game we played a bit of with the same group was Rising Sun. So we played that a few times, not as much as as Scythe. Um, some other great games that I played last year, like Wingspan was fun. Just One was a really great game that I think has some really awesome potential to use in class two. I just didn't have the opportunity to do so since I played it at, after my school year was over last year. Played a lot of Key Forge with my wife Grace. That was fun. I played my first RPG, Northern Realms, with Spencer, his RPG he created. And also, Grace and I started a Dungeons and Dragons campaign last year. We kind of put it on the back burner since the holiday season. It's been quite busy, but Grace created her first character. And stay tuned, there might might be a new podcast about that. We'll see how that goes, but. That was a lot of fun to start the Dungeons & Dragons campaign. Um, We played a lot of different games in my language exchange at the university, like WereWords, WereWoof, Codenames. So a lot of language-based games or very simple party games. Another company that I got to play a lot of their games was Capital Gains Studio. So they're a financial literacy board game company. Played Wonga Mania and Cryptocurrency. So that was really cool to get to know some of their games as well last year. So some things I'm looking forward to 2020. One thing that I posted on Facebook and Twitter and in our email newsletter is what games, if you had to choose 20 games to play 20 times, so 20 different games, 20 times, what games would you choose? So I know this can be almost impossible for some of us. I mean, especially some of the longer games, it can take a lot of time. I mean, if you think about it, one game that takes an hour is 20 hours. So how many weeks do we have? We have 52 weeks. So you could choose, (laughs) you can do a part-time job for half the year to get through 20 different games 20 times. But it's fun to think about what game you might play 20 times if you had the opportunity to do so. So we, Grace and I created a list and we put it on Facebook and Twitter. So if you want to share your list, you can reach out to us and comment on the Facebook post or send us an email. We'd love to hear from you and what games you might consider for your 2020. Some games I put, one being Gloomhaven. So I looked at my 2019 plays and I did not play this game one time last year, which is kind of disappointing since it's my favorite game. I played a lot of it in 2018 with Rich and Grace and another friend of ours, Any. So that was a lot of fun, but 
I didn't play it at all last year. So I hope to finally play it a lot this year and get through the campaign, especially since Frosthaven, the, I guess the second Gloomhaven 2, maybe we call it, but it's a whole new Gloomhaven game set in a new setting, new monsters, new characters. So I'm excited for that as well. And I think I could maybe group those two together. Uh, Rising Sun was another one that made my list because this is a game that I recently picked up here in Los Angeles. I played it in Taiwan, but I'm excited to have a copy myself and play it hopefully close to 20 times this next year. Another one is Don't Get Got. So if you're listening to this and you're in the board game hobby, you're probably familiar with Shut Up and Sit Down. And I would recommend watching their review on Don't Get Got because they do an awesome job of reviewing the game and definitely sold me on picking it up. And it's one that you can play throughout the day, throughout the week. Basically, you get challenges and you have to complete these challenges. And the first one to complete them wins. So you have to complete three of five. The game does not end until someone completes those three challenges. So it just goes on throughout the day. It's not something you sit down and play. It's like a, I guess, a meta game that you play. And that's something that I think can be very easy to do. My wife and I already played one game of it. And it was a lot of fun to to trick each other into trying to complete our mission. So again, check out Shut Up and Sit Down's review. Another game I hope to play 20 times because I think it's a easy game. And my wife and I played a lot of it last year is Keyforge. Just we bought, I think we have six decks now and we just choose a deck and play. And it's a lot of fun to kind of sit down and play through that. So those are a few games that I'm really looking forward to in 2020. Again, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know what games you are looking forward to in 2020. So definitely, definitely reach out to us. Comment on our Facebook post. You can send us an email. If you're in the Los Angeles area, I'd love to get in some games with you as well. As we wrap up this episode of 2019, thank you as always for listening and thank you for supporting the community. Thank you for being a part of the Board Game with Education community. If you have any questions or you want to find us, remember you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And again, our email podcast at boardgamewitheducation.com. So I wish you and your family and your friends, your board game community, board game meetup groups, a happy new year and happy 2020. Thank you for listening in this week. If you like what you heard, be sure to let us know. You can find us on social media as Board Gaming with Education or BGE Games or email us at podcast at boardgamingwitheducation.com. If you want to support our podcast, be sure to check out our support page on our website. As always, teach better, learn more, and most importantly, play more. Thank you for listening and until next time.